Wait, let me get this straight. Um, uh, your copy of the book we're discussing today is holding up a lamp, is that correct? Yes, yes it is. I had a nice uh, uh, fan-dangled situation inclu- involving Velcro that was mm. ho- that was affixing a lamp to the top section of a square receptacle within our bedhead that uh, had a catastrophic failure. And as such, um, I'm now using a stack of books to hold that lamp up on the floor side of that square receptacle. Uh, still with the Velcro attached to the bottom of the lamp. Within that stack of books is the book that we're discussing this evening or this morning, depending on who's listening and where. Uh, And that book is what, Alex? Well, I'm glad you... First of all, if you needed money that bad, you should have just asked for it, mate. (laughs) For that book that you're incapable of reading um, is... uh, Oh, uh, I hope I pronounced this right. Amor Tal's The Lincoln Highway. So say I, good book boy, number one. So say you. I think that was a pretty good attempt at the uh, pronunciation. Um, how do I pronounce? I say I say Immortals, but um, I think. And you're going to introduce yourself as well. Either, either. Uh, no, it's just no, no uh, necessary book- at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, my name is Josh. It's Good Book Boy Two here. Um, we swap out the numbers just to keep everyone on their toes. We spice um, things up. Exactly. Avoid, avoids the routine from from getting to us. You know, keeps keeps us keeps us on our toes. Uh, as a variety is the spice of life. Um, so what we're discussing, if in case you couldn't get through that incomprehensible banter about <laughs> square openings and Velcro, <laughs> uh, we are the Good Book Boys. We discuss good <laughs> books, although sometimes they're bad books. Um, but today we are discussing Amortel's The Lincoln Highway, which I think came out in 2021. Yeah, it's a, it's a freshie of his. Um, yes. Why'd you pick this one, Joshy? Um, well, I had uh, I I had a copy, and uh, it was one that I wanted to read, and it is also one that I knew that you would have on your radar because we both share uh, the experience of enjoying his other. I don't actually know if it's his first or only. I think. I think, I think he's had he's another one. He's else. had yeah. another one, but yeah. Yeah, but we enjoyed the the gentleman in Moscow, which was um, the book before this one, the Lincoln Highway. Um, and so I felt that it, it slotted nicely in. It was one I wanted to read. I knew I knew it was one that you either had read or were, was going to read as well. So mm. I thought it was a great pick for um, what we do here at the Good Book Boys podcast. Well, that's great, and you were quite right. Actually, shortly you selected that book shortly after I had read it and reviewed it for a the uh, work book club that I have up and running, and um, have weaselled my way to the top of, and am secretly using it to sort of um, wield power within the corporate um, world. So I didn't have to read it, but I did have to sort of flick through it again, look up the synopsis and be like, oh, yes, sort of refresh my memory. Uh, but uh, consider me refreshed. Um, should we uh, – do you want to dive into the plot of, of, of this book, Joshy? Yeah, well, if you've got it in front of you, so maybe do you want to read the blurb? We do like I to most do certainly will. Um, um, I we'll most certainly will, yeah. Into, into our discussion. 1854. 18-year-old Emmett returns home after serving a short sentence for involuntary manslaughter. Along with his younger brother Billy, he decides to embark on a road trip to find his long-lost mother. 
But as Emmett and Billy depart, they're joined by two runaways from the youth work farm, Duchess and Wooly, who have followed Emmett all the way to Nebraska with a plan of their own, one that will take the four of them on an unexpected and fateful journey in the opposite direction, to New York City. Chilling. Um, so we'll we'll uh, we'll get to what your uh, corporate book club uh, and its uh, power wielding uh, attempts uh, thought of this novel. But yes. um, to to kind of s- to to start us off, well, I mean, this was a bit of a it felt like a bit of a longer uh, book than what we normally do around here, and I think we uh, we gave immortals the benefit of the doubt with that given that we enjoyed his his mm. first um or his other other novel um how was your general reading of this book what was your uh, impression that you had when i mentioned that uh, we were going to read it or i was going to read it and you were going to be re- refreshed on it was it something was it a book that had stuck with you a little bit um yeah i think it really had look oh, oh not to spoil our ratings at the end, but it was a the reading experience was a, a very very positive one, you know compared to something like and I've forgotten the name of it um the the spy one what's the spy one uh, we did uh, um Don uh, Don Delito's um we should know we haven't done that many freaking episodes that we've started forgetting it but that that i found quite a a a difficult read as i discussed yeah. at the time this was nothing of the sort despite its length um it, it's such it, it it's very readable uh, it's it's a very it's a very easy read but i don't want to give the impression that it's somehow bereft of any depth or anything i thought it was a you know it's just essentially a book i wanted to keep reading so um found it very easy to read in that sense obviously gave him the benefit of the doubt because as you said we both enjoyed his previous work and uh, i found a, a similar tone there's there's a there's a, a warmth at, at the at the heart of this book um you know not to say it's necessarily a feel-good book but there is just a, a real heart and real warmth there that made it um quite enjoyable to read what did you think yes um don delillo's book was running dog that's it um yeah, interesting. It's always fascinating uh, that I mean, the part of the reason why we do <laughs> part of the reason why we do this podcast is um, one that we both read in very different spheres normally than uh, this kind of more contemporary uh, fiction space. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I guess, out of that, we have very different um, kind of tastes in in our reading. So my reading experience was. Yes, it it was it's very readable. I will give it that. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean that was no uh, uh, um, that was no change in direction from um, Amor Towers' other novel, um, Gentleman in Moscow. Was mm. was very readable as well. Um, but I could not care less about all the characters and everything wow. that happened in this novel. I did wow. not connect with basically Any anyone, and I just, I, w- I was just like, why is this, why does this novel exist? It's so boring. Um, and I guess... I mean, that's, I, that's bollocks, but continue. <laughs> I guess it's because I, I had an expectation based on his other novel, mm. um, which was 
quite bombastic in the sense that it was a you know a kind of exotic location with quite quirky quirky characters um with some kind of fascinating things going on Mm. whereas this was so much more subdued it was it's the main character emmett watson is like a moody stoic teenager that has some problems but kind of internally monologues about them too much and uh you know, the, I don't know. It's just I found a lot of the things that happened, a lot of the decisions being made by the characters in the novel, I just felt were incorrect to real life. The Duchess character, which is one of the people who came from the mm. kind of farming prison, uh, was kind of such a a not a cliche, but an exaggeration on on that kind of uh, clueless yet rebellious uh individual um well let's let's just let's to sort of place in a bit of context we'll elaborate on the plot a little bit i mean the the blurb does a pretty good pretty good um job of summarizing it it, because that's what a blurb's meant to do but as it says emmett's accidentally killed someone uh, in an altercation he loses his temper hits someone that person accidentally dies he says a short sentence and he comes back and he decides comes back to his father's farm his father's passed away and he says to his younger brother, Billy, look, we're going to leave here forever. We're going to move to Texas. I have skills as a carpenter. I'm going to very, very slowly build up a new life for both of us. And Billy says, no, what we've got to do is we've got to go not to Texas, but essentially across America via the Lincoln Highway to, I believe it's San Francisco, which is where we'll yeah, find our, right. our mother who abandoned us um, long ago. And... Um, the complicating that is these two runaways, Duchess and Wooly. Duchess is a very um, uh, charismatic, smooth-talking. Um, I, I suppose he serves as a central antagonist of, of this novel, but we can yeah. talk about that later. And Wooly is Wooly gives the impression of, of of someone with you know perhaps the developmental issues or or neurodivergent. Um, he's very sort of um, uh, it was slow is how we describe him essentially, yeah. and they're, they're sort of. And then Duchess is essentially recruits Billy and Emmett into, without their consent or knowledge, part of the, their scheme to steal back this money that supposedly belongs to Wooly. So we've got all these different characters wanting all different things, and I guess it's it's sort of like a, a a road trip novel in that sense. There's lots of moving to different locations and sort of chasing after one another as these motivations intersect and um and conflict with one another. I mean, you said previously you really like um on the road, which is sort of the classic um the classic American. Um, yeah, like road trip, road novel. trip, road trip novel. Yeah. Did you appreciate the, I guess, the road tripping aspect of this one, the the travel and the the movements across this? You know, it's a very, very sort of classic American scene of moving across the the highway, yeah. the highway in a car. Yeah, yeah, I did appreciate that. I'm, I guess in that context, my favorite segments were the train hopping sections. Um, at one point they or Emmett and Billy lose the car to Duchess and Woolly and have to work out other arrangements and they end up uh, on a train. There's some other fringe characters that pop up um, that do serve as an interesting 
commentary. I think I can't remember the names of the characters, and they're kind of hard to find the names of unless you actually had the book in front of you. Um, cause I was so there's a to- there's you know just to to run off some there's some uh, I, I guess a, a villainous hobo who calls himself I think Pastor John or something. Yeah. There's a ex um, ex uh, there's a veteran African American veteran. Uh, called Ulysses Dixon. Yeah, that's the one. There's the the professor who you know has written this book Abernathy. that Billy is yep. obsessed with. Um, there's there's you know you you said none of these characters sort of stuck you know you found relatable or anything. One of the best things I found about this was these these you know characters who sort of pop in and out of the narrative for only short moments. But I, mm. I found them all so memorable. Did you not? appreciate the you know this this you know the the scene where where billy is saved and from being robbed by pastor john in this train by this this huge mysterious um <laughs> veteran who happens to have the name of a greek hero that that he knows about you didn't you didn't you didn't love it no it's just like it's so over the top and like uh almost it's like almost borderline slapstick i Mm. i what i did i did like ulysses as a character i did find him interesting and i found there's a section i don't know whether this is spoiling things but the ulysses and the pastor john character have a second altercation later in the novel Mm. um that essentially amounts to murder and i i found that that instance was then sort of kind of showing what or how emmett could end up like if he continued down his path of doing anything he needed to do to get the job done kind of attitude that he had but at the end of the book he kind of well he sort of makes a different choice so i found that an interesting kind of like parallel and Mm -hmm. so i i I, yeah i appreciated the character of ulysses and the other character that i really wanted to know more about and the book just kind of gives you a bit and then just throws the rest away is um, Emmett and Billy's mother. I really wanted to know more about the backstory of that and, and kind of where that and where she ended up and why she left and all that kind of stuff. But that's just not the focus of the novel. And I think my part of the reason why my reading experience was so frustrated was I just wanted to be going more down that direction. The novel kept sure. going in this, in this other like, with with Emmett trying to get his car back direction all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and I was like can we can we learn more about the the mother and this kind of what what looked like being um this huge postnatal depression mm. episode and like get into some of that kind of stuff you feel like it was set, you were set up to follow that story and then kept getting frustrated when it it got sidetracked yeah yeah sort of and also like I just found that a really interesting part of the the book that just wasn't opened up as much as any of the the rest of it sure we do certainly hear more about you know characters such as duchess i want to i want to ask you about duchess who i said you know is potentially the villain of the piece um but i which i would say is the case in that so many times along the way he uh, you know, stands between Billy and Emmett and, and what they're trying to get. But like most good villains, you come to sort of understand their motivations. And, you you know, several times I found myself against my best wishes siding with this guy because he is written as a very, very charismatic, very charming, very amiable 
um, person um, mm. with his own sort of set of morals that he that he lives by. What did you think of this character? I thought I thought Duchess was a was absolutely a highlight of it. Yeah, he's certainly an interesting character. Like I did it playing into this kind of over the top element of the novel, which I didn't enjoy that much. Um, was like a bulk part of the Duchess character. Um, I did find it interesting that the more the novel goes on, the more you realize how much of a kind of manipulative mm. person he is. Is he definitely like your first interactions or the first interactions you see with him over the first couple of chapters definitely giving you one kind of picture but then as the novel kind of goes on and more things happen and you see more of 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 what duchess is up to and and how he goes about things um yeah you can really see that but then they 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 do also kind of give his character a background which is kind of plausible as to why he is the way he is yeah but it's just kind of maybe it's the it's the omniscience of being the reader and not mm. being the character Emmett but Emmett definitely couldn't see through that as much as you know you feel you would in in those kind of scenarios yeah I think one of the parts that maybe you didn't like which was actually what I I did like was sort of I don't know if I'd call it unrealistic, but there's a lack of, um, you know, th- these characters don't really act like real people do in a lot of situations. You've got, as you said, Emmett, who is this, you know, very stoic, very, mm. um, you know, driven person, but a very a highly, highly moral person as well. Yeah, sort of a, a very you know old fashioned. He's sort of like an old soul almost. Very sort of you know being forced to have I guess grown up uh, earlier than perhaps he should have. And then to contrast that, you've got Billy, who is almost almost annoyingly like naive and like you know very much gee whiz shucks almost. what's going on here? Yeah, like <laughs> I, I I get it. It's very much like. It reminds me of, I guess, like like a postcard of America in 1954, that very sort of classic Americana, yeah. you know, almost to kill a mockingbird sense, you know, and they, they both deal with quite serious issues, but there's, I guess, that there's that fuzzy warmth at, at the centre of all of it. Mm. And it sounds like you were, I guess, frustrated by the, the large and the life aspect of these characters, whereas I found it thoroughly charming. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I think that's probably a fair analysis. Um <laughs> I mean we won't we won't kind of as we try not to do give away the very the very ending, but yes. um I, I found the the climax of the novel kind of hilarious. Um uh, <laughs> and, and definitely plays into the the uh people would not make these choices in real life concept. Um, but it's almost set up like a, like a, like a fable almost like a morality story. Like, yeah, it is, built it is in, that, in that climax, um, which again, you know, it doesn't, you know, stuff like this doesn't really happen in real life, but I, I, I found myself just being swept up in the, the, the mythology of the whole thing and sort of, you know, fact it almost was a fantasy it almost was sort of like 
one of the the stories that that Billy reads about in his favorite book, you know, these these myths, yeah. which is sort of touched upon. He comes to see it as sort of like a, you know, this is this is like a classic story they're in the middle of. And I bought into it, I gotta say. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but I, I do understand what you mean about sort of the the choices made by the characters. Yeah. I mean, all that's not to say it's a bad book. Like it's definitely written well and if it's if it's a uh, you know, that kind of um postcard Americana um kind of road tripping s- you know, sort of vibe is yep. something that that you're into. I think you will enjoy it. I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get on board with it. Well, should we skip to our final verdicts? Yeah, sounds good. Will you start us off, Joshy? Well, I read it, and um, you know, despite my whinging, I didn't hate it. Um, mm. I just, I just couldn't give it a huge, a hugely positive um, um, comment, and I won't probably reread it although that's not saying much because i i don't reread anything i don't think <laughs> not yet anyway yeah um there are a few on my i want to reread eventually list but this is not one of them i'm going to give it a down the middle of the lincoln highway two and a half out of five very good i would say the lincoln highway is a charming engrossing read it is full of heart but somehow never gets to the point where it feels cheesy. And I think if you like a good adventure and some very interesting, exciting, and yes, larger-than-life characters, you will definitely enjoy it. So I'm going to give it four out of five stars. Ooh, strong rating from strong Alex. Strong rating, yeah, yeah, What's, yeah. Um, and, then, and then carrying on from that, what, what was uh, your works book club's average rating, do you think? I think... Well, there there are a lot more. I think it was about four, but there are people in general are, are loath to give anything less than four. I've found <laughs> in most situations, whereas I'm not like that. I have a very strict rating system for movies. So it was about everyone. Everyone enjoyed it at work. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. but whether that was their true feelings, or it's just know. like oh yeah, it's pretty good. Four stars, you know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not my place to judge I'm, uh, yet. I haven't consolidated power that much yet, but but we'll get there. We should do a dedicated episode on on uh, the ranking system and how you uh, more view than it. happy to. I've given it a lot of. Th- it's the same one I use for movies as well because on Letterboxd it's out of five stars, so it's essentially it's essentially the same. But um, we most certainly we can do a supplementary episode on that because I think more people need to be enlightened about it, but. I, I would I would agree. Would you like to hear what we're going to read next time, Joshy? I'm excited to hear what we're reading next time. I Bring don't it on. know. I I don't. I've definitely encountered this book before. I don't know if you and I have actually talked about it. Perhaps okay. you've even read it. Um, or perhaps we've just discussed it. Or perhaps neither of those things. But it's been it's been on my list for a while, and I my understanding of what it is is we'll need to buy the physical edition of it. Uh, quite a different book in the way it delivers its uh, its story and that is house of leaves by mark z danielewski any ring any bells no okay all Completely right well, essentially it's a house and this is quite similar maybe it's because it was quite similar to the um 
uh, Slade House. It's quite yeah. yes, quite quite similar to that. It is a house that is a uh, different size on the outside than it is on the inside. Ooh. And the attempt to investigate what goes on. Heard lots of good things about it. It came out in 2000. Um, widely widely regarded, but we'll see if that uh, if that meets our, our high standards. Um, that next sounds time. very intriguing. In the similar vein, yeah, it's Slade House and uh, the Danielle. What was the most recent Danielle one we we read? Um, it was. I can picture uh, the cover. But... Yes, uh, Devil House. Devil House, that's the one. Yes, yeah, we've got a lot of houses. <laughs> got yeah, a lot of houses in this. We, we've got a subgenre. <laughs> yeah. House novels. I like it. Uh, when you're not, um, when you're not crumbling under the weight of a collapsing pile of books that have become a lampstand what are you doing josh where can we find you what are you up to uh i am at hot cup of jazz uh hanging out there listening to records posting records and uh having a good time so swing by there um uh all other things uh on hold while i have a uh what how many weeks now we're at nine weeks i think a nine week old um to join my three and a half week old so things are pretty busy over here and is the explanatory reason as to why there's such a large gap between our previous episode and this episode but not even i i forgot as well and i don't have any kids like it's not all on you (laughs) like last week i was just like oh i forgot um yeah but no uh, yes uh, thank you for sticking with us for, for so long uh good bookheads what about you alex where can we uh where where can we find you and then follow that up with uh what else you've been reading well i'm i guess great great question and segue um i you can best place to find me is on instagram uh latte richer underscore l-a-t-t-e-r-a-t-u-r-e which you'll find links to the other various things i'm working on um my little podcasts that i work on and my little videos of which I'm slowly chipping away at, you know, a little bit every evening eventually gets the job done. But you'll get to see what films I'm watching and what books I'm uh, reading, which uh, one of which is now what I'm currently reading. I'm currently reading a, another biography of Charlie Chaplin um, to go along with the several others I've read. I find his life quite interesting and I, I'm a big fan of his films. I feel so like we're reading a Charlie Chaplin biography in the last episode. Oh, goodness me. Perhaps I was. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be so – I'm looking at my shelf. Like, there's quite a lot, and I – but, like, they're all quite good, you know. It's not like I've read one. I'm like, oh, that was, like, pointless. They're all quite interesting. Uh, so I'm currently reading that. And also I just started diving into um, a uh, collection of Lovecraft short stories. Um, been wanting to read uh, – very interested in the concept of, of cosmic horror. Um the, yeah. uh, the 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 horror of of coming to face to face with with um sort of things beyond your understanding, which of course is sort of the genre that Lovecraft is is famous for pioneering. So I'm uh, diving through a couple of his short stories when I get a chance, and I'm currently enjoying it uh, quite a bit. So that's what I'm reading. What are you reading right now, Joshy? Yeah, I read a few Lovecraft uh, short stories ages ago. No, you ago. read Minecraft short oh, stories. Oh, right. My bad. My bad. Yeah. The the uh, <laughs> The epic tale of uh, uh, dirt to diamond. Is that uh... <laughs> that's, that's the story? Of my, that's my fucking autobiography. It's actually Charlie Chaplin's autobiography. No, continue. You did read some Lovecraft. Um, I did read some Lovecraft a long time ago, so I think it's about time to dive back in and um, 
and and revisit um because yeah i agree it's fascinating he's a fa- he's got a fascinating kind of cult following um and is yeah he kind of defined the beginnings of the horror f- literature genre yeah, absolutely. um i uh, i'm currently uh part the way through um portrait of the artist as a young man by uh henry oh. james which um I'm quite enjoying. It's um, a really fascinating. Well, I mean, Henry Henry James is a um, kind of classic Irish writer, so um, all of his kind of books show off um, Ireland, especially in the kind of late 1800s, early 1900s. Is it not? Is it not James Joyce? Oh, James Joyce. Yes, sorry, wrong, wrong writer. Wrong James. (laughs) Wrong James. James Joyce. That's the one. He's uh, a yeah, classic Irish yes, writer. He wrote it's, Ulysses. It's all stream of consciousness, isn't it? It's bloody different. Is it, or is that just Ulysses? That's Ulysses. Well, you, so Ulysses is because um, I've read that too. It's um, it's kind of like one story mm. that then it changes very dramatically um, style every chapter. So that's why it's so. That's why Ulysses is so difficult because it like it. So like the part I really hated about Devil House is like the whole thing. Yes, the yep. whole thing. It's really interesting. Um, but yeah, you go from like you can go from like quite straight, all albeit, um, you know, classically difficult prose to um like full on. There's one section that's like a full on play structure. So it's like typefaced like a play um then it can swing straight into um like really kind of like druggy stream of consciousness um then it kind of swings into like a bit of a sing-songy folky kind of um feel it was very interesting but it, it is really tough to kind of keep i can imagine keep the the thread of of what's happening um but this this novel he wrote before Ulysses and had a few cracks at it and um, uh, uh, publishers didn't like it etc. But he finally he finally got it working and it's actually about it actually kind of creates the character of of one of the characters in Ulysses. Um, I Steve have heard Dedder. that yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just I mean uh, James Joyce he's he's just a um, you know one of the geniuses and um just has such a a powerful way with the english language so it's just uh it's a joy to read i find anyway so i'm i'm reading that at the moment um it's a shorter shorter book ulysses is like seven eight hundred pages or something um whereas this is this is only like 215 um uh so enjoying that i finished a collection of short stories by Chekhov um which was really good to get through I've been meaning to read some Chekhov but uh hadn't hadn't done too much aside from hearing uh The Lady and the Dog which is still my favorite short story of his but this collection was Jim Jim what I said last time you told me you you'd read a short short story of Chekhov's no I said, "Oh, did his gun appear in any of them?" Oh, that's we all right. had a, we all had a big laugh. It was it was like quite a quite a highbrow literary joke. Um, and if I recall correctly, everyone at the table was in hysterics. But yeah, that's the one for the. Yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah, and you remember everyone laughing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good, good. good. Um, 
And I also finished uh, Thomas Mann's Magic Mountain, which I now need to pair with a rereading of of um, <laughs> Yes, as we discussed, I don't know if we discussed this last last podcast, but the one that I think widely accepted as the worst book ever been read on the Good Book Boys podcast, Tintin in the New World, uh, paired up Tintin with characters from um, Thomas. Was it the Ma- Magician or what was Magic the one Mountain. he did? Magic Mountain. Yeah. Um, so yes, perhaps perhaps now you can reread it and, and actually understand its genius, and maybe we'll need to reevaluate it. But I'm not fucking holding my breath to be honest. Yeah, I think from from memory, uh, yeah, the connection was dumb. Um, all the all the good all the good. Yeah, bits I thought it was about, about Magic Mountain. Uh, are not in Tintin New World. He took the two most annoying characters doing their most annoying thing, uh, uh, and put them into that book, which I just have no idea why he did that. But <laughs> so that's what I've been reading. Um, lots of. Uh, bits and pieces i've got next to my big pile of lamp books is the uh books that i'm working through and um and that that keeps growing so problematic but uh, a good problem to have i suppose so well that's been another episode of the good book boys um uh, as always Great to have you along and uh make sure that when you next pick up your book Watch out for the land. See you next time. See you next time, guys.